On the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, monkeybait, brickleback, soul, snook, snake, tang, wapoo, wapagum, banjo, banga, snook, soul, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wapawa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister! You're in the wrong commercial! Well, shit! Fish, because, you know, space! The screen is dark, a projector starts, and the picture fades in. It's silent, and looks like an old Max Sennett movie. We see a funny man walking in an oddly stilted manner along a spillway, accompanied by a mutant dog that's so tall that it looks as if it's two small men in a costume. A series of captions with pretty borders flash up and replace the picture briefly. They read... Two birds with one stone. I can delay the start of Christmas and keep the dog happy at the same time. What the funk? A tatty seagull dangling from a piece of string is waved in front of the dog, which proceeds to run around like a mad thing. A caption reads, Look out for the lead! Our hero looks up as if to say, What are you talking about? And then proceeds in a slow motion tumble to the ground. Captions spell out, Crack! And again, crack. And, oh, funk. The camera points up from a low viewpoint, where we can see a dog's cold, wet nose and the grey and white flashing lights on top of an ambulance. Fade to black. House lights up, please. Are we ready? Our mics are live. Good evening, good evening, everyone. I'm Harry Balzac, your host for this evening. That little preview or dumb show was in honour of our fallen oaf, sorry, comrade Rudolf Hucker, sometimes known as Van Tien, who took a tumble this week, breaking his arm in two places and dislocating his elbow. Still, you got to laugh, eh? <laughs> He's about as compass mentis as he ever was, but the position of the break means he can't have a cast fitted, so he has to be careful. And as anyone who's ever met him, or even seen him from the other side of a fairly large room will know, that's not his forte. We've given him a rare night off, and Nurse Wyeth is taking good care of him and has promised that if he's really good, he can have the thermometer in his mouth this time. Anyway, enough about whatever his name was. The people we do have tonight are the seamless Wilma Fingerdoo. Good evening. The seems less apology officer. Good evening. 
the matchless Normus Knockers. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and the Gormless Lou. I, I do so have a Gorm. Oh, you are a wag. Is that a typo? On with the headlines. Our take on Lacon. It's full of stars. Don't make me laugh. Purple rains. Purple rains. Epic pilots are ratted out. Experiencing pay night in your refinery. We've been looking into it. A roundup of some of the smaller stories of the week. BGS 2.0. This time it's unchanged. Community spirit from our spirited community. Much has been said recently about the bid for Core Dynamics to purchase Lacon Spaceways. And indeed, we have a few words later in the show from someone you may recognise in this context. But here, we offer our own interpretation and indeed speculation about what this proposal might mean. Since the retirement of Lacon's top salesman, Mr Buck Naked, sales have started a steady decline, leading to conjecture that this bid would definitely be classed as friendly and is no more than a way of ensuring that Lacon Spaceways receives a cash injection, allowing it to press on with its secret plans for new ships, such as the Lacon Type 11, which can have externally fitted cargo racks, or the Type 12, the Thunderbird 2 of the fleet, the only ship in the galaxy with interchangeable cargo pods and a space for a bald man with glowing eyes. A spokesman for Core Dynamics denies this, however and claims that this is more akin to Ancient Earth when General Motors took over Holden in Australia. Holden was originally a saddle maker before diversifying into cars, which did make for slightly uncomfortable seating in early models, especially if your feet wouldn't reach the accelerator stirrup and the special woman's model cars that had both pedals fitted on the same side. Core Dynamics has promised that their new ships will follow a similar pattern to those of Holden, including the Boomerang, a ship that can be relied on bringing you back after a night out, the Woomera that goes like a rocket, and the Ute, a special utility ship that is a muscu as muscular as a Chippendale dancer and as solid as a Chippendale sideboard. Ute is not to be confused with the very similar ship, the Yurt, as that's modelled on a camper van. But they tell us that we should give no credence at all to any scuttlebutt that says there will be a new model of the ASP based on anything from Robert Space Industries. There have been unconfirmed rumours of new land vehicles to compete with the Scarab coming soon, and we understand Core Dynamics are set to unveil their monster truck, with oversized wheels that will let you peer in at the window of an anaconda, and with enough undercarriage lighting to read a star chart by three systems away, though it will have to wait until someone builds a ship's planetary vehicle hangar large enough. One of the galaxy's oldest institutions, the 1500-year-old Milky Way Practical Jokers Club, has had the last ever annual general meeting last week, 
at which they announced that the club would be disbanded with immediate effect as there were no new practical jokes left for them to try. We all remember the highs and lows of this club, from the magnificence of putting blue hair dye in the water supply of an entire planet and claiming that the whole population was related to Ashling Duval, to hacking into the Lacon Spaceways ship design database and altering things so that, for a period of nearly 20 years, every new Lacon ship in the galaxy was fitted with a whoopee cushion as part of the captain's chair, and was only eventually brought to light when Bucknaked refused to concede that such a comparatively quiet noise could not have come from his nether regions. The existence of the club was put in jeopardy around 150 years ago when they put Thargoid-shaped ship kits on their sidewinders and flew around Commander John Jameson making beep-beep noises, causing the now famous crash. But since many of the founding members were of the galaxy's ruling classes, the event was hushed up and a cover story was leaked to the infant Galnet. We will miss the exploding commuter cigars, the earlier body soap that would turn the user's face the colour and pattern of a lesser-known Scottish satin, Clan Magic Roundabout in case you're wondering, the time that Cecil entirely missed how the nail through the finger joke worked, causing much consternation in the part of Nurse Wyeth, the hyper-realistic Momma's Box Spaniel Poo, I don't care what they say, that was not made out of plastic, and the Lizzie Majesty of the Dribbling Hut and Mug fake, of course. But of course, the highlight of the club's endeavours, their apogee, some say their climax, but we don't talk to that kind of people, was the dropping from an old-fashioned helicopter back in the year 2020 of a shiny metal monolith in the heart of the Utah desert, which baffled onlookers for many years, prompting speculation of alien visitors, and was only rumbled when some careless tourists leant up against it while opening their pack of sandwiches, and when it fell over, on the bottom was the inscription, Other Way Up. Over the centuries, scientists, who obviously had nothing better to do, calculated the average colour of the universe. They did this by looking at the different frequencies of light coming from hundreds of thousands of galaxies in an attempt to calculate the age of the universe, or because they were incredibly bored. They threw a party when they finished their calculations and declared that the average colour of the universe was a sort of greenish-white. A little while later, actually the next year, now that they were sober, they went back and checked their calculations, only to find that the average colour was in fact one described by the hex triplet hash FF-F8E7. And after naming a competition where the only rule was not beige, the winner, having seen off primordial clam chowder and cosmic cream, was cosmic latte, although presumably they meant cosmic cafe latte, as cosmic milk would just invite too much ribaldry. And they all felt quite pleased with themselves for quite a long time. 1,304 years to be exact. This week, the Pilots' Federation quietly let it be known that they had looked at this issue in some detail, and that the average colour of the universe is, in fact, purple. Vibrant purple. No, no, it's true. They let it slip at the end of a recent livestream talking about... Oh, I don't know what they talked about. I don't think anyone was actually listening. They just turned up for the party bag at the end. And those of us who waited until the end of the credits to see if there was an Easter egg got a surprise. Apparently, the Pilots' Federation have just discovered, or just discovered the file that had the information in that was propping up a wonky desk leg, more like, that not only is vibrant purple the average colour of the universe, but because of some genetic defect, Thargoids cannot see vibrant purple at all. They look right through it, 
like someone on a street corner holding a charity bucket. Invisibule. This is why, out of the kindness of their hearts, the Pilots' Federation was giving away purple paint, purple lasers, purple engine exhausts and purple aviator glasses, all as camouflage. Use these and the Thargoids will fly around with all tentacles scratching their all eight tentacles scratching their head, wondering what is hitting them. If you've got these new super sneaky additions, then why not join the rest of the squad? Deadshot, Joker, Harley Quinn and Slipknot. And go out and show the Thargoids what you're made of. Here is a proclamation from the Fuel Rats, sent to us by Commander Micro T. The Fuel Rats would like to thank Flossie and all the other old-timers who dug up their Fuel Limpet controller manuals and jogged to help during the epic rush. With their additional help, we managed to break our all-time record for the number of successful cases in a day, with 560 rescues completed in 24 hours. We've 18 cases at Alpha Centauri since the 19th, as well as completing over 90,000 total rescues since the founding of the Fuel Rats. We expect the high caseload to continue, and we are grateful for your continued support as the cases continue to flow in. We're not out of the woods yet. We have already put in the order to get sturdier rocking chairs into the Woolheim Vision lounge area for all the rescue hardened rats who have done a superb job dealing with the influx of clients. Oh, that's the rat signal again. Good talk. We here at Hutton would like to add our thanks as well, and not just because Flossie is a trucker and is standing in the corner with a frying pan, but because the rats do a brilliant job for no other reason than the occasional thank you. And the increase in workload caused by the influx of space lemmings this week has been tremendous. Well done to each and every one of you. On Monday, Galnet warned everyone to be aware of volatile commodity prices seemingly centred around the mining sector, with the warning that it was likely that prices for some lower value goods may increase. This has thrown the futures market into confusion. Were they right to invest in void opals, with the unrest causing an immediate upsurge in the production of salt from the miners, should they get their hands on a load of bio-waste? Will it blow up in their faces or will a strain of quantitative easing lead to money-earning capability brownouts? There is a danger that if the price for relatively common goods shows up a sharp upsurge, the galaxy could find hyperinflation becomes rampant, or at least mildly aroused, and could lead to prices that look like they're in lira, or we might need wheelbarrows full of money to buy a loaf of bread. Has Bromelite's time finally arrived? Will miners find that they have to unignore a load of minerals that they previously spurned? What will happen to all the paynites that are sitting in warehouses all over the galaxy as the price drops? All we know is that there's never been a better time to go play your ships and with the need for fleet carriers to find other incentives to encourage pilots to bring their paynite fuel, look out for package holidays to the Pleiades for bargain prices very soon. Team Ida or is it IDA? It's so tempting to try the voice. In the personage of Commander Astro Snufkin, showed that unlike the commander who we mentioned last week, who had drawn a man's dangly bits, 
you do not need to be smutty when he created the universe's largest Etch-A-Sketch and drew the IDA logo, stretching clear across the galaxy and in a sidewinder no less. That's got to take a certain something, hasn't it? Which might explain why the logo features two of the largest nuts I've ever seen. Alter ego of short engineer 78, Commander Starreach, has been experimenting with renaming his SRV as Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Not to commemorate the sound it makes just before he skids into a boulder and explodes, but because he's attempted to make it fly. He assures us that its zero light year jump range will not be an obstacle, and that his takeoff from Hushabai Mountain has not made him a lonely man, despite his motto of Think Vulgar. King Hanky has managed to put the genie back in the bottle, and his mainframe is back up and working. The hot bus schedule will be republished soon, and all of the clones are being rounded up for departure. Don't believe us? I bet if you go outside, the streets will be empty. We're going to need a crash soon. After last week's talk of a six-year-old pilot, Commander FTM Mustang shows us that his eight-year-old is quite capable of assisting in going for gold too. And even Minivan, Commander Vantian's son, at the ripe old age of 12, has taken up the helm. Still, that's not bad. At least they have three good arms and one brain between them. Not much to report about the BGS this week. In fact, I should probably just play a recording of last week's report as so little has changed. There is some good news. We've ridden slightly in nonsenses. Nowhere near enough, of course, but I suppose that with 94.23% actual figures from the Hutton Helper of our commanders, me included, showing us out in the depths of space gathering data, that's to be expected. We did, as predicted, expand again, but LHS-1358 is a shithole that we don't want. And bearing in mind that we have LHS-340, that's quite the insult. So the war we found ourselves in needs losing. Any truckers desperately in need of Pew Pew must deck their ships in the shocking pink and lime green of the La La Land 6320 Blue Allied Organisation and fight against the truckers. A huge shout out to Commander Wintering Cymru, who, despite me repeatedly referring to his beloved home system as piss flaps, has proved he listens to the show by asking for help in dropping its influence and preventing another expansion. So please heed the call and do what you can to help. Over in Colonia, we have an election, in tier, as always, that we're winning, and there's an outbreak in Doriso. Meds can be sourced from tier or Ratri, so hopefully you can get high-influence missions from tier shipping meds to Doriso reaping the benefits at both ends, which is the opposite to what the poor sods suffering from the outbreak are doing. And you also get rich doing it. Well, that's enough from me, and if anyone asks, I've not hung Rudolph's sling over the door, and I'm definitely not using it as a footrest. Over to Norma. And now it's time for the news, created by you, the community, as you organise in-game events. We're always happy to publicise your events. Please get in touch if you'd like us to feature your event or if you know of one that you think we'd want to hear about. Back in October, we told you about the Christmas Carriers Convoy 5. The first Christmas Convoy with Carriers, in conjunction with its collaborators Shadow of the Phoenix and Colonia Citizens Network, 
is extending this tradition to the far reaches of space by delivering presents to Colonia in time for the annual festivities. The convoy, including the fleet carrier the Cosmic Parrot, sets out for Colonia on Saturday the 28th of November, that's two days from the time of this broadcast, and details of the goods that are being taken on the voyage are in EDSM, and we've created a short link to make it easy to find. That's bit.ly slash xmasconvoy5. The excitement doesn't stop once you arrive, oh no. Commander Darkstar tells us the plan after Colonia is to head to Sage with a brief stop at an 11G world en route for some fun speedballing shenanigans and other fun at an 11G landable world at Kailol CL-YG1518D1. Then onward to Sage at Explorer's Anchorage and then back to the bubble with Wolf 562 as the final stop. The Cosmic Parrot will have all services available at all times, minus secure trading. Please encourage everyone that wants to do a high G world to bring their favourite ships. No ships or modules will be available for sale on the carrier. Ship and module starving are available. Any help to mine tritium in Colonia and Sage is appreciated. Speedball, Commander Primetime Casual issued a press release, which we've had to trim a little given that it, this show needs to finish before 11. Speedball 4, new grounds with a weekend of ludicrous speed behind us. The Galactic Speedball Association wants to offer a short retrospective of Speedball 4, new grounds that took place on HR6164 ABC2. Throughout the weekend, 40 pilots found their way onto the leaderboard, submitting over 70 runs, with many more attempting qualifying runs outside the official channels. They were supported by 19 fleet carriers, making the system one of the most valuable ones outside colonised space for a short time span. Rebuys for single pilots racked up to well over 80 million credits, for some with the most expensive single crash ever recorded in history being Itsumo Otoke and his cargo hold of low temperature diamonds worth over 200 million credits. With B. Smitty, Bellicosus, Reminus, Akenby and Shea Blackwood vying for the lead, with only one metre a second between them, things were coming to a head when defending champion Phoebe entered the fray. The top five places were separated by five metres a second to begin with and come Sunday evening there was a three-way tie at 3,658 metres a second only broken up using the lowest altitude achieved. This sparked a fresh competitive spirit and it was heartbreaking to see how many runs failed to achieve higher speed by just a single frame in a validation video. In the end, Phoebe, in his smooth, almost lazy-looking style, broke the tie with 3,659 metres a second, a speed later matched by Shea Blackwood, but at the time Phoebe had only cemented his win with a simply insane 3,560 metres a second at the heart-pounding low altitude of 48 metres. 
This was not the lowest run, however, as a special mention has to go to Epaphus, who was clocked going 3,006 metres a second, while only 6 metres above the ground. In the end, the leaderboard was clean of ties in the podium, giving the win to defending champion Fabia, with Shea Blackwood of the Elite Races coming second, and speedball veteran Verminus a close second. The Galactic Speedball Association would like to thank all helpers, the location scouts, the pilots and cameramen of the trailer, voice actors and music composers, the streamers and promoters, the bot developer and the moderators, everyone in chat who helped out with tips and clarifications and most of all the races participating in the event. With this legion of enthusiastic helpers and participants, this event wouldn't have been possible. Without this legion of enthusiastic helpers and participants, this event wouldn't have been possible. And in the end, we broke the participation record of Speedball 3, something we never thought possible. Onwards to Speedball 5 and burning up in atmospheres. Fly fast and may you always miss the ground. Official forum thread bit.ly SB4 forum. Trip Epsilon, organised by Titan Contractors, finished on the 22nd of November and Commander Radium reports. Trip Epsilon was a fantastic opportunity where we got to explore the law of the generation ships with a lot of other commanders. The event was fun and interesting and in our eyes a complete success. We hope this intrigues other commanders to come join us in the future for our next trips. Mercury's Wings has set off. It's an expedition from the amazing canyons of Maresh in the bubble all the way to the far side of the galaxy. They started yesterday and they're enjoying the fun events all while building up the community infrastructure in the DSSA. Waypoint 2 is at Tricoa FL-PE5-4 Black Treasure and the meetup system is Tracoa KW-E D11-2 Body B2 Coordinates 66.13 78.48 On Sunday November 29th and the meet starts at 1900 in game time which is also UTC if you're not already signed up with the expedition, please do so on this ADSM website under Expeditions. Details at bit.ly slash mercuryswings, including their Discord link. And that's a roundup of the community-led events this week. Oh, well, that was quite a lot, wasn't it? Well done there, Norma, for getting through all that lot. That was quite a heck of a lot of news. Well done. Thank you. It's nice when you get a big chunk like that. There's a a hell of a lot of Norma's colour in that that part of the script. (laughs) There's even more down below as well. (laughs) Can't really complain about people giving us stuff to talk about, though. No, no yeah, I think it's all. one of those things as well. When you're doing one like that, you just think, is somebody typing more as I'm reading this? Yeah. Somebody on the mountain typing <laughs> <laughs> extra lines on as I'm going. Quite you see this little cursor of a page. Yes. Like, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
that was the news, everyone. Um, and we've got some bits and pieces to talk about, which are not newsy. Yeah. First thing, of course, bring, <laughs> referring back to our opening uh, there of Mr. Vantier, David Pearson, uh, and I, written in the script here says Mega Oaf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the man, yes. <laughs> man who makes walking look difficult um, and <laughs> manages, <laughs> manages to make his arm point around the corner. Um, he is in a bit of pain. Yeah. And to we're be trying fair, to was, get sympathetic. There was a but, giant dog involved as well. It wasn't just yes. him. Yes, and the uh, the hint in the in the opening was the fact that David had been asked by his wife to go up into the loft to get down the Christmas decorations, even though it's still November, Mrs. Pearson. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> got out of that nicely. Oh. Yes, he did. Yes, he didn't have to do that. And now, now the poor sod can't get up the ladder at all. He's got to wonder <laughs> how he's going to have to go and get a small child out of one of the mines and send them up the ladder into the It's going now. to be a Spartan Christmas in the Pearson household. <laughs> yeah, because he's, well, he's going to be sitting <laughs> in Angus's he's dock. Not, he's not mm -hmm. going to be able to hold a sword and shield with that elbow. Oh. Mm, well, he could do some... Well, if he had a cast, it'd be easy to glue it to him, but... Yeah. Uh, let's not... Let's not is, it's, yeah. He's bad enough. Let's not let him get near the glue. <laughs> well, yeah. It, yeah. I don't, I don't things... think he needs it after the, <laughs> the uh, medication they gave him yeah. in the first place. <laughs> I think yeah. he went down beard first as well. He'd bounce back up again. Yeah. And I think they've been giving him the sort of drugs that normally cost a lot of money in very in places with a lot of loud, repetitive music. <laughs> yes. So I'm told. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there are various horses out there not being tranquilised at all. <laughs> yes. Well, he is easy, easy to mistake for that kind of animal, to be fair. He's well, a bit skittish, <laughs> isn't he? Yes. Well, part of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> About Are you referring to his Cecil outfit? Because <laughs> no, no, I was I was calling him a horse's ass, but that's something else altogether. Oh, those bright green socks! Oh, oh dear God! Bright grey socks, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fluorescent grey, you might say. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, he has been doing his best today. He has been helping out. The he has had to take frequent um, breaks. He has managed to write the Galnet Food Digest. Yay! Uh, I've, managed to, I've managed to wipe the blood off the script, so um, you yeah. should be able to read it through there. God knows what he's actually written. <laughs> I wonder yes. if it'll be a little bit disjointed this week. Yes. Ooh, remember that one a couple of weeks ago with uh, Amelia and the, the tea and the... Oh, yeah, the tea. Was yeah. Good. Yes, 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 quite. So it's a bit mm. like that now. So that, a bit that was the one of unconsciousness. That was the one we discovered unicorn as a colour. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's still up and ab he's still up and about doing far far more than he should. He's probably listening to this as well. Stop that immediately. Go and put your feet up, both of them. Go away. You can listen to the podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't put your feet up though because you'll hurt yourself. You know you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get, get somebody to help. See if there's a grown up there. Go and go and lie down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go and supervise Henry on when, he, when he's when he's flying. Go on, he'll love that. Actual real <laughs> life settle in the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit behind him and be a backseat driver the whole night. Yes, I say. <laughs> well, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Actually, now you've mentioned Cecil, I'm going to leap to a, a, a later bit that we were going to talk about. The 
you know, obviously the Epic, we're giving away copies of Elite Are Dangerous, and that mm. finished earlier today. Yes. And, of course, HS Voice Packs had a, had a competition, and the most requested uh, voice pack they put as free for the same period as the Epic game was also free, except that they're doing it for a few hours more. The Kate voice pack from HCS is still free until midnight tonight. Oh, um, come on, guys. If you go to there, yeah, if you go there, go to the HCS voice packs. You, know, you will need a copy of Voice Attack, which you which you will need to to download and purchase separately, but it's it's not a lot of money. Uh, and what you'll see is this. It will actually ask uh, suggest that it costs money, but when you go and put your thing into the basket, it will give you a lovely little code you can type in at, at checkout, and you get it for absolutely zero pounds or zero dollars or even zero zero euros, which is not easy to say. Zero drachmas. No, it's definitely zero drachmas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> zero million drachmas. <laughs> yes, okay, right. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll go on. Um, congratulations to America oh, and it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy yes. Thanksgiving! Yes! Something to do with a turkey and being hung, drawn and quartered. Yep. But, uh, I, I saw President Trump uh, pardon him one day on the news. Yes. Well, well, no, gen- genuinely pardoned an actual turkey on the news. Yeah, they do, that, that's, yeah, they that's do that. Yeah. 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 Every year. And, yeah. and then he pardoned yeah. another one, but that's a different story. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stop that. <laughs> down. Go too far down that path. Yes. But so congratulations to our American cousins. Don't stuff yourself with too much turkey. And I nearly said something far too political there. So I'm going to move. I'm going to move, <laughs> no, just have move a great on. Thanks, Thanksgiving, guys. It's absolutely yes, amazing. Yes. 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 You well look and get at least two Christmases every year. Isn't mm-hmm. it? I'm just jealous. There was yeah. no, absolutely no imagination. It's turkey every time. Or is it maybe, I- maybe Christmas is just leftovers? I always call it their Christmas rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get it right. Kind of. <laughs> Fewer decorations, different decorations. I know plenty of my American friends go straight from Thanksgiving straight to Christmas decorations. So tomorrow there will be Christmas decorations going up and say, it's still, no- still November. Yeah. But yeah. You know what? Why will you get the drawing pens out? Why not? <laughs> yeah, at least, at least they've got an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, they've got something to celebrate. Uh, as does our very own El Masri. Happy yes. birthday, El Masri. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> yes, happy beer happy day. Birth- <laughs> happy oh, definitely beer day, yes. yes. Happy labelling <laughs> up day. Yes. Hope somebody's bought you some good beers and not that rubbish you do yourself. Something really good. How yeah. very yeah. dare you? I only say that rubbish. I only say that because he's never got round to giving me any, and he's not going uh. to now, is he? No. Oh, did you know? <laughs> no. I, had two, I had two bottles of the Hutton, the Hutton Beerway Hutton Coffee in it last year, and they were lovely. Uh, uh, sort, yeah, of, did, sort of thing did, did that would you set you to, to sleep and wake you up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you get to try the Bang Tidy? Uh, no, I didn't try the bang tidy. No, I never got to try that. Is it, that. He wasn't messing about with that one. That didn't have coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was lovely, that. Oh, that Still was the one the with the gin in it, yeah. Was that the one you could only put in stainless steel in case it dissolved the, the, the vessel? It, it was medical-grade glass. <laughs> <laughs> it was medical-grade <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
Hope you rinsed out your cup after using it for one purpose for the next one. If you looked at the small print on the on the label at the back, it said "Do not drink." <laughs> yeah, the government told me that. I don't pay any attention. Yeah. Yes. In fact, actually, I have got a bottle of ninety six point four percent alcohol in the cupboard from Italy, which used to make limoncello. You just mm. point the lemon at it, and it strips all the oil straight out of it. I thought, you were going to see used, I thought you were going to say used to make liniment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. Rub that on. Yeah. Uh, well, what have I got here? Let's have a look. Oh, um, hot, the uh, going for gold is going well. I mean, obviously with a huge bo- boost from chicks last week, but and I, I don't want to downplay the huge um, achievement that he had, but it's, everybody else is starting to uh, do well as well. We have... The top five, everybody there's got uh, over half a billion. And of those, yes. the top three have over a billion. Yeah. And you, Mr. Marco2612, are one yes. of those five. I yes. am. I am the fifth one of those five, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sort of scraped in. I think it was. How, how dare you? <laughs> I think it was that last Rocky World that actually just put you over well, to the limit. I've, I've been on the terraformable high metal content world, telling you. It's worth it. Oh, thanks to all oh, thanks to chicks. Yes, and we got more coming up from him later. So, stand by, everybody. Uh, explorers, yeah. just to stay where you are. Stop scanning. Feet up. <clears throat> Make yourself a cup of tea. Open yeah. a bottle. It's all going to change after this. <laughs> yes, it's all going to be a race. So, so number I tell, two. I tell you what, it did for me. Python. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. I just can say it all changed for me after last week when I started in these high metal content worlds because you make a fortune off of them. Are they in the anal region? They are not in the anal nope. region, no. They're further to the left. Yeah. The left of the, the anal region. Left Sadly, it, yeah. not in the anal region, but no. Right, right next to the, uh, is it the rocky ones or something? Some really worthless yeah. ones. <laughs> They're to the left of the rocky worlds and icy worlds. I was going to say, sometimes if you probe close to the anal region, you can still get very good results. I'm sure oh, you, you can. You've got a water world if you probe right next to the anal region. Yeah, yeah we can edit this out, don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> yes, so that's going. Keep going, chaps, because don't let the fact that one person's done a huge, huge amount uh, stop us, because we'd still need a lot more people to do stuff. We are nowhere near. Uh, Especially in Xbox. Yeah. But in sixth place in the Xbox, yeah. and we want it being first. Yes, and hopefully we'll be getting that information through as well soon. Um, I'm so, sh- sure that they're working on that. Go on. So everyone needs to get their anal regions in gear. Yes, they do. And probe. Yeah, don't probe too hard with your probinator. You might find a gas giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So There's, thank you, shouty. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. Um, what I see here, Space Team. That's obviously something very close to Mr. Van Tien's heart. Lots of people have been send, showing pictures of getting signed books. Talk oh, yes. us through that. Go on then, somebody who's actually got one, tell me. I'll, I'll have a go. Um, Space Team are a series of books by an author called Barry G. Hutchison. Um, they're very, they're, you could almost think they were written for Hutton Truckers. Um very, very funny. So it's it's sci-fi comedy um, and very funny. And that, that that's me finished. 
But you've been you've been you see, receiving it, signed copies. Yeah, it was linking it was linking hook truckers and comedy together that threw you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, the, I think it's it's the Highland Bookshop, isn't it, that are selling. He's he's helping support them during the lockdown by sending off. He's signing a lot of copies of his books, so as to make them more attractive to us, so you can get you know you can get a wee dedication inside the book. Oh, so you're able to sell from the shop itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the shop itself. They're doing. I mean, they're they're doing kind of mail order, but I don't think the shop itself is actually oh. open. It's non-essential, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they're first editions, aren't they? So that's good. Yeah, and I got one today as well. Mm-hmm. And some of them have had bowderized rude words put in there. Mine words. <laughs> mine I think he kept mine. I think he kept mine uh, clean because he. No, he doesn't know. know you like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've uh, heard. We've heard. Yeah. <laughs> by the by, the fifth gin, she's, you don't. You probably thought, oh, it's a woman. Room. I better keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> the gin's only an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh. Not smashing. Uh, good. And I wonder. So, if you if you fancy comedy and you like words. Go and buy a copy. Yeah, absolutely. And to getting through this stuff here, uh, our very own Overlight. Yeah, here of the uh, um, the constabulary in real life has just been promoted to sergeant. Yay! Hooray! Awesome! Yay. Congratulations! In real life. Yeah, yeah. It's he's probably still mostly harmless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We we did have that discussion, but I th- I've uh, I've surmised that it, it's actually uh, competent. Ah, okay. Ba- based on <clears throat> because the, the the top ranks in the police are basically the the, the, the chief inspector and and his um, sorry the chief constable and his 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 deputies. So that's not really worth a whole rank to itself. So if you do it, if you go from that downwards, then the PCSOs are mostly harmless. The specials are harmless. And the sergeant would be competent. Hmm. <laughs> you see, you see how much we think about these things for no yes. reason. <laughs> yeah, so thus real life bleeds into everything else. I'll yeah, for him though. Well, but congratulations, he's worked very hard for it. Absolutely. Talking of working hard, the hanky we mentioned him earlier, and said he was actually back in the saddle, um, and he sent us a message. Um. Not that it's, one. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yes. He's actually doing the Colonia run as of today. And it's going to go from the Colonia to the bubble on the 5th of December and returning on the 7th. Each trip will have an arrival within 24 hours each. So if anybody wants a quick trip out to uh, Colonia with a minimal effort and a minimal view on the You'll way. they have to wait a week. They're the best kind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, no, so, no, so, effort, no effort to get there. Very little time no. there. No effort to get back. Yep. Sounds perfect to me. And you can be doing something else entirely while that's happening. I always think of the, the fleet carriers like a a big, long-distance version of the Channel Tunnel. You drive in, you park, you do absolutely sod all for a while, yeah. and then you drive off again the other end, and you're somewhere else. Except uh, the yes. Channel Tunnel actually has got a window to look out, which is more than the fleet carrier has. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came back on Cloud Atlas um, with Flossie 2 
uh, a couple of weeks ago to um, try and get my uh, FSD booster. I came back on his carrier and I went back to Colonia on another carrier that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leaving about a week later. So it's I've just been, like catching the bus. Yeah, yeah. I've been on Cloud Atlas a few times. I quite enjoy being a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always assume that everyone's done everything because we're, obviously we've got so many commanders that have put hundreds, and if not thousands of hours into the game. Oh, but yeah. I'm sure there are people listening who've not been on a fleet carrier. And if you haven't, this the view, as we say, is, is the inside of a hangar. That's that's not very yeah. exciting, but the yeah. sound design is absolutely super. Oh, it's brilliant. Mm. You really get a feeling of, of with, you know, going um, through space. Yeah. yeah. I must I must do it. I haven't even been to Colonia yet, so this is a this is a good way of good oh. way of doing it. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. recommended. Yeah. Go yeah. and get a fridge magnet, that kind of thing. Yeah. And if the thing <laughs> the thing is, if you're not actually going on it. If you're sitting there watching it leave or watching it arrive, it's pretty spectacular. Then the view when you're when you're not on it is pretty good. Yeah, I've not I've not watched one leave real space from outside yet. That's, that's oh, yeah. what I want to do. They do the whole, you know, with the like the, the, the rift and yeah, and, yeah. and a way through. It sounded the sort of fuck on thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to clip that sound. Don't yeah, I'm don't keep that sound you made. And if it doesn't sound exactly like that, I'll be speaking to you. Yeah, I, well, well, just for your information, it does sound exactly like that. <laughs> well, I'll, I, that, it's my goal now. I need to find out for definite. Yes. Now, knowing you, you'd, you'd save that sound for other purposes, but I won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and uh, Helen, the, that nice message about um, fuel ratting came from Micro T. They actually yeah. pinged me just before the show started and said that they want to actually... They include that as a as an item, so that was nice. It was, and I've just been chatting to him in the in the stream chat. Yeah, really. Is that why you missed? Quite a big surprise. Well, yeah. well I, I think the thing is, sorry, I just say Micro T is also well known in the Hut and Sports uh, circles, and came second a few times in exploration data. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I think this is obviously a, a, a trying time because. With many commanders up to now, of course, people stop and they've got to spend money on buying the game. So you think about it harder and then you start off slow and you try and do stuff. Now, of course, if it's free, you just leap in and go and you get people who won't necessarily have even heard of the game for the go. Oh, it's free. I'll have that. Thank you very much. And then suddenly <laughs> wait wait why they run out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I know I ran out of fuel the very the second day I had the game all those years ago. Never done it since. But... Uh, it didn't have fuel rats back th- back then, lad. We didn't have fuel rats. Back then. Oh, just blow up bloody <laughs> ship. <laughs> but uh, did, I, 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 all the space tanker were you? Yeah. I know. But I think the, the work that the fuel rats does is hard enough when people are just trying something and just fail or make a, a simple mistake. But then the sheer volume of people who must have farked everything up over the last few days, it's <laughs> tremendous. The, and the, the fact that n- no idiot, I mean, no pa- pilot that's left behind, I think that's the... Um, yes. Yeah. You're say, you saying about ju- just, when I got rescued, um, I had plenty of fuel to jump to where I was going and plenty of fuel to jump back. Except, and I hope Amelia will appreciate this, I uh, I was just chilling out mining, old old style mining before any of the funky stuff, no limpets, no nothing. 
and the hel- I was, helmet, pickaxe, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I was enjoying mm-hmm. it so much and just chilling out, mining and just gathering all the materials and as they dropped off and manually scooping them as you had to. And that emptied my fuel tank. So <laughs> I literally ran out of fuel by mining for too long because I was just oh, enjoying the chill. I remember I those days. <laughs> I didn't start mining until limpets came out. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny, yeah. No, um, Wotherspoon did... Uh, Beetlejuice did that a fantastic noobs guide uh, on it. Oh, that's oh, so oh yeah. Digest. Yes. So yeah. Good. That was so good. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the ones they didn't use was, was um, and I suggested that since you know that you earn arcs for being in game um, and you don't want to use up your ship's fuel, why not just park your SRV on the surface and then leave the game running so you actually earn up arcs? Oh, I think they did use that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they used that one. <laughs> We've all done that. We'll be in an SRV and just wandering around. Oh, and yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Ah. Yeah. yeah. yeah you've got 25% oh. fuel left. Oh, that's loads. <laughs> <sighs> Lovely. All right. All right. Well, we've got yes. green room to get to later. I don't know how many yeah. people we're going to have in there. So stand by, green, green room, for, for when we get down to you. Ooh, let's, let's hope they don't all come in, but we'll see. Right. Okay. I think it's my, my turn now. I think let's move over to, uh, uh, to the apology officer and please stand by, Mr. Monkey of the Tech. Right, here we go. It's nearly time to sit back and get comfortable as Commanders Beetlejuice and Wellspin show us how to take the news extremely seriously without any of our folderol or whimsy. Before that, we have a light, a little light space opera from Psycho Cow. Whatever happened to him? Broken. Point two two light years is spoken. Always the truckers are trucking. Always some mugs they are a cooking. For credits we're looking, and my hard points gleaming. The innocents are screaming. I like the cobras exploding. Get them in my sights, then code them. I like to kill in my Ferdinand. Innocence die by my Ferdinand. Everything pops with a Ferdinand. Time to go boot to my Ferdinand. When they drop cargo, it's so nice. One look at us and I think twice. I have the best killing loadout. Is anyone left out to take out? Truckers all run from my Ferdinand's. Interdict all in my Ferdinand's. Shields are all gone to my Ferdinand's. You're gonna die to my Ferdinand's. Lots of new haulers have spawned here. The happiest we've been all year. They all like to call us cheap thugs. Now that all they want is just mugs. Life is so great in a Ferdinand. Making some catch in a Ferdinand. Blockading stars in my Ferdinand. Taking you out in my Ferdinand.
Digest, 26th of November, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, communities rally behind Lacon. Distant Worlds 3, a distant prospect. Ask me anything. Community rallies behind Lacon. There's been an outcry from commanders following the announcement that the manufacturer of federal battlecruiser, the Farragut, Core Dynamics, is planning to place a bid to buy Lake on Spaceways. If successful, this bid will bring together two of the largest manufacturers and will also realign Lake on, a corporation with strong ties to the Alliance, with federal interests. Core Dynamics have names that mainly begin with the letter F, such as the Federal Assault Ship, the Federal Corvette, and a federal dropship. Lacon ships either begin with A, such as the Alliance Challenger, the Alliance Chieftain, and the Alliance Crusader, or with T, such as the Type 6, the Type 7, and the Type 9 Heavy. A Save Lacon campaign has been started by commanders willing to forgive Lacon for its infamous ASP Scout amid concerns that the Alliance needs to maintain its independence from interfering federal interests. Zorgon Peterson, the manufacturer best known for the medium fighters, the Ferdilance and the Mamba, for the tiny hauler trading vessel and for the serial non-delivery of the fabled Panther Clipper trader, was bought out by Falcon de Lacy 180 years ago. So a merger between Core Dynamics and Lacon would leave luxury manufacturer Saud Kruger and Imperial supplier Gutemeyer as the only independent ship manufacturers in the galaxy. There have been rumours of something big coming to the galaxy in December. Could Core Dynamics, which also owns SRV manufacturer Vodal, be on the verge of announcing larger surface vehicles? Could Zorgon Peterson finally be in a position to release the much-delayed Clipper? Or could we be on the verge of reverse-engineering the Thargoid Medusa so we can at last fly them? The galaxy waits with bated breath, and it's not just because the life support has malfunctioned. Distant Worlds 3, a distant prospect. Commanders wondering if there will ever be another expedition like Distant Stars, Distant Worlds, Distant Worlds 2, may need to wait a little while longer to find out. The advent of fleet carriers had made the transportation of thousands of ships across the galaxy almost absurdly easy. A ship with no hyperdrive capability whatsoever can be carried to Beagle Point and beyond with a minimum of effort. Fleet carriers also have a longer jump range than any other ship, 
shrinking the galaxy still further and bringing the most remote stars within reach. The challenge that will make Distant Worlds 3 will be no longer, can be no longer, the distance, but the depth. With the Pilots' Federation opening up planets with thin atmospheres for us to explore, will there be new things for us to find? Will there be a reason to go exploring? And how will we be able to handle the logistics of hundreds of fleet carriers all jumping at the same moment? Distant Worlds 3 may happen soon after we are allowed to land on new planets. It may happen later, or it may not happen at all. If you want to know when more information becomes available, join the Fleetcom Discord. Ask me anything. Questions and answers from the first Elite Dangerous Ask Me Anything of 25th of November. Is Raxler reachable? Spoilers! Sorry! Any short or medium-term plan to expand or improve the possibilities of multi-crew on ships? You'll be able to physically multi-crew in Odyssey, allowing commanders to taxi other commanders around. What will ship interiors be like? We don't have anything to share on ship interiors. What can you tell us about Dev Diary 3? It's coming this December. There are two dates given for the first contact with Thargoids. The tourist beacon in Lave and the Codex both say different things. One says 2849 and one says 3125, which is correct. The earliest one. Powerplay has existed for five years with no updates. Will it see changes in Odyssey? Powerplay is not forgotten about. It is still very much on Arthur's agenda. Is there any chance of cool stats like X million tonnes of cargo traded today or Y million credits of bounties collected across the galaxy? Arthur loves this idea. Let him look into it. Will tritium yields be upped when mining? They're horrid right now. We don't have plans to change the tritium yield at the moment. What plans, if any, do you have to support cross-platform? We have nothing to announce at this time. Will dredger megaships ever reappear? We love the dredgers. Maybe they'll see a comeback. Can I ask if we'll get Class 1 seismic charges? The Small Seismic Charge Foundation would love to hear from you. We've created a shrine and offering in homage to hopefully getting an answer on this deeply troubling issue. <laughs> you can most certainly ask and we will pass your feedback on to the development team. Ship interiors? We have nothing to say. Any news on a fix for the pulse wave scanner? We're still aware of the issue and working to fix the issue. As soon as there is a fix, we'll deploy it. Can we look forward to more robust features for squadrons? We'd like to expand and improve squadrons. It is on the agenda. Will there be an Odyssey beta? As we stated previously, we find betas very important. How and when we use our betas is still being decided. I like smuggling, but there's a major bug which lowers the sale price of illegal goods by 25%. We're keen for smuggling to become a viable, high-risk, high-reward alternative to trading. As for the 25% bug, it can be considered known and will be investigated. The Asp Scout. It was said long ago it was going to see love, and FD had plans for it. Will it have a fairy tale ending in Odyssey, or is it still going to be... A pumpkin. I love a good fairy tale. I love a good fairy tale. Let me look into it. 
Is there any chance there will be new anti-Xeno combat zones? I cannot go into details, and I appreciate that this is frustrating, but I am sure you will be happy with what we have in store. Since I'm only allowed one question, I'll ask, is Raxler accessible for anyone, or do we need to do something to gain access? Redacted. Why did FDEV give in to those below the 25% for the CG reward? We are still working out the correct levels of rewards to give out for CGs due to new variables such as fleet carriers. Is Powerplay and BGS ever going to be open only? There are no plans for Powerplay and the BGS moving to open only at this time. Will our avatars in Odyssey be more sophisticated than we have at present in order to facilitate height and weight differences? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. We'll have more on customization in the future. Could Frontier please consider unbinding Jettison All Cargo for new commanders? As it stands, we have no plans to unbind Jettison All Cargo. If you introduce an additional system of skill ranks in mining, the new commander will not be able to get everything at once. Stations will pay less to a low-skilled mining specialist, and the commander who spent many days on mining and pumped his skill will be considered an elite and get the maximum reward for high-quality ore. Thanks for the suggestion, Commander. We considered this approach and will continue to mull it over. What have the number of Commanders been like since the launch on Epic last week? Was it close to May's record concurrency after fleet carriers arrived? Or has it been higher? Higher. If Raxler is in the galaxy now, can it be found and accessed by any Commander? Redacted. How does the team think about the amount of grinding required for various activities, especially material grinding and relogging? Is there any plan to make materials more fun to acquire? We are not fans of the current meta for material gathering and well aware of how grindy it is. Relogging being the best method is especially something we do not want for Elite. Alternatives are an ongoing discussion with the developers. Is the HIP 22460 permit currently achievable? The galaxy is vast and has many mysteries, Commander. Will fleet carriers, especially ATC Voice, ever include special voice lines for owners in the future? Right now, you just get greeted like any other random commander. Great feedback. Let me pass this on to the team for consideration. Any plans for adding some meaning to PvP and more incentive to do it? PvP is one of the things we're looking into for our ongoing balances. Do we have a release date for Odyssey? Not yet. In the Codex Knowledge Base, under the Thargoid's vulnerabilities, it says the INRA developed the mycoid virus in 3151. On the Human Thargoid Contact page, it says the INRA was established in 3193. Is this a typo, or was the INRA formally established in 3193, but was a secret organisation long before? I would read it as formally established in 3193. Ron Tolmy, Bruce Fantana and Block Benedetti Bobbleheads. When? Keeping your cockpits classy. Thanks for the support. Is there still an unsolved element of the mystery and story around the Adamastra? Everything might be solved, but the mystery is far from over. Are we going to be able to support Thargoids? That would depend if you've learned to speak fluent Thargoid or not when you meet them. Raxler? Redacted. Is there any news when the moon will be available to land on? No news on this just yet. Will Earth-like worlds have any surface landings? That's unconfirmed as of yet. Are there any plans to implement a black box that can be re-salvaged for exploration data lost? 
if the explorer's ship is destroyed. Please say yes. I like the idea of a black box. Let me pass it on. Can I have Professor Palin's old base? Only if you really like the smell of ammonia. Could the radar get an overhaul to make navigation for explorers easier, with planets you've discovered and mapped appearing in different colours? Thanks for the feedback. We'll pass this on. Could you look into rebalancing the material traders? Having a 1 to 6 ratio for Grade 5 materials is excessive. I'm very keen on this idea. I see the rates as too harsh currently and have raised it with the development team. Question redacted. Redacted. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. And a beetle Jude would like it to be known that she strongly counselled against the use of the Benedetti accent in her voiceover. <laughs> Thank you, Commanders. I haven't heard anything digested with that much attention since I last put a nag of chilli on my pizza to hide the pineapple. It says here that we're in for a treat now, as an old friend has come back for a visit. Last time I heard those words, it was my doctor advising me to start taking the penicillin again. But in this case, our visitor is much more welcome. He's the man who amazed audiences at Lavecon and Elite Meet with his lariat trick without using a rope. He's responsible for more sales of sunglasses and brain bleach than an in-depth description of a colonoscopy. There's a reason I can't say that, but I'll tell you about that off-stream. Truckers, I give you the one, the only, the fabulous Book Naked. This here's Buck Naked, semi-retired spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for a little old opinion piece. I'm sure y'all have heard about Core Dynamics and wanting to buy out old Lacon Spaceways. I'm a mite tempted to hashtag fake news, but it ain't the case. The higher-ups are chatting about it like a gaggle of ladies at a quilting party. They all got their bright ideas and such, but all it takes is one of them to sew their piece on backwards and all fall apart. There's talk that business ain't so good at Lacon. Now business is just fine. They may be a bit in the can money-wise, 
and I can't say if it were due to all of my child support payments across the galaxy and them hags suing not only myself, but also my employer, or maybe it's just a bit too much R&D into new product. You know, Core Dynamics has the market cornered on that little SRV that is galaxy standard. Wouldn't it be nice if Lacon Spaceways could add to the Scarab and put a nice little trucker spin on it? Imagine yourself driving your own 18-wheeler, or lorry, across the ice-packed ground on a cold, cold moon somewhere. Where would you go? What music would you listen to? Would you wind up jackknifing it or get it there in one piece? And then there's the T-10 can be a great little battle buddy out there. But what about combining the combat-oriented core dynamic ships with a serious hauler like Lacon? The offspring could be an all-new take on a Corvette. All I gotta say is the galaxy will keep on spinning. Humans will keep on living. Thargoids will keep sucking on lasers. And Lacon Spaceways will keep on bringing y'all great ships to fly through the black. Keep on trucking, y'all, and further mud. Oh, I do miss that man. And all because I won't spring for the telescopic sight. It's my own fault, really. Now, it's time to go from the lowdown ornery galoot to the lowdown on what's happening in the CGs. It's the Pilots Federation's favourite pilot. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. This week, there are four new CGs. Two trade and two supporting combat. Supply resources for the Federation's capital ship production in the Parutis system and protect the Federation's capital ship production from piracy in the Parutis system. Supply resources for the Empire's capital ship production in the Man system and protect the Empire's capital ship production from piracy in the Man system. Both the Federal Navy and the Imperial Navy have requested commodities for the construction of new capital ships in Perutis and Mand. President Zachary Hudson has convinced Congress to increase funding for the Federal Navy and to advance the construction programme for Farragut-class battlecruisers. In a powerful address, he said... Defending the Federation is our highest priority in these uncertain times. It is vital that we reinforce our capability to protect the people from all threats. The Imperial Senate has approved funding for the construction of a new wave of Majestic-class interdictors. Senator Denton Patrius announced... We face adversaries on all sides and from within, eager to corrupt and destroy our proud empire. This is a time to bolster our strength and our resolve. 
both the Federal Navy and Imperial Navy urgently require additional resources to meet the new shipbuilding timetable. Deliveries of building fabricators, microbial furnaces and energy grid assemblies are requested by Labour of Perutis at Schwickart City in the Perutis system and also by Artemis Corporation at Miyasaka Orbital in the Man system. Labour of Perutis and Artemis Corporation have both requested the support of independent pilots to counter any piracy or other acts that may interfere with the supply of commodities for the capital ships and will be handsomely rewarded for such efforts. Should either initiative be successful, each tier will provide enough commodities to complete a new capital ship. Alongside this, Suikark City and Mikasaka Orbital will be improving stock and providing a two-week discount on a range of modules starting on the 4th of December. Tier 1 is 5% off laser weapons. Tier 2 increased to 10% and adds defensive modules such as ECMs. Tier 3 increased to 15% and adds shields, armour and hull reinforcement. Tier 4 increased to 20% and adds projectile weapons. Tier 5 increased to 30% and adds missiles and other explosives. If successful, decals will be awarded to the top 75% of all participants of each of the four CGs by the 5th of December. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering building fabricators, microbial furnaces and energy grid assemblies or handing in bounty vouchers to either Sweet Cart City in the Perutis system or Mirsaka Orbital in the Man system. And that's this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you to Flossie. And just before we go over to the Hutton Sports Desk to see what's been happening in the galaxy's more out-of-the-way stadia, we've got part three of Commander Chicks's exploration tips and tricks. And remember, he banked 72.7 billion credits of exploration data last week. So sit up and pay attention, especially if you're taking part in going for gold too. Good evening, Chuckers. Welcome to the third part of my mini-series, Exploration Tips and Tricks with Commander Chicks, in conjunction with Going for Gold Part Deux. Tonight, I'm going to talk about exploration bonuses, why they matter and how to get them with little or no extra effort. Before I do that, after last week's show, I was asked a question by our listener. It's a good question, too. Our listener asks, Is it worth bothering to scan planets around other stars in the system, other than the primary star where you jumped in. Well, planets around secondary stars often pose something of a dilemma. Is the bother of supercruising 600,000 light seconds for a single water world, or that terraformable HMC, really worth the bother? Or should you just jump to the next system for easier and quicker pickings? Well, as you know it would, it depends, and on several factors. First amongst which is, you're a trucker. Does 600,000 light seconds really bother you? If it does, go and give yourself a hard stare in the mirror. A few moments later. 
feel better now? Good. Now get out there and stop messing about. How many bodies are there and what type are they? Just one? Maybe. How far is it? Two? Oh well, perhaps I might. Three water worlds? Firewall that throttle. Other commanders will not often have bothered to make the trip out to a secondary star, so it's more likely that the planets orbiting it will not be mapped, leaving you to mop up their leftovers. Other paramount considerations could be, are you hungry? Do you need a pee? Yet another beer? A cup of tea? Or do you have a creeping urge to, well, I don't know, explode a vegetable into your face just for the hell of it? All of these mundane human distractions can be comfortably accommodated in the time it takes to supercruise to a distant star. During a hot and run, I can prepare, cook and eat dinner and even wash the dishes before the supercruise really starts to wind down. I hope that has been in some way helpful to our listener and look forward to more questions and fewer complaints. Anyway, let's get back to this week's show. In part one of the series, I talked about getting off the beaten path to find previously undiscovered systems. Why do we want to find undiscovered systems, you asked? Is it because we're all so vain and we like to see our commander names splattered across the galaxy like so many Kilroy was ears? Well, yes, all right, busted. You got me on that one. But it's also because the first discoveries come with some nice sweetener bonuses, and you should try to bag these whenever you can to increase your payout with little or no extra effort. There are lots of them, and they add up. Firstly, there's the first discovery bonus for being the first to honk a body. It's 2.6 times the base value. And this, my eager comrades, is where you get to splatter your commander name on things. Next, whilst in the full spectrum scanner, there's a small scan bonus for scanning each and every body in the system. Being the first to map a planet and receive an additional 50% of that planet's mapping value. This is again where, where being first really starts to rack up the extra credits and add another commander tag. All these bonuses and multipliers can be a little confusing to follow, so let's look at a typical example. You receive 270,000 credits for scanning a water world, but you'll get 700,000 if you were the first to discover it. That same water world will bag you a whopping 3.2 million credits if you were both first to discover it and first to map it, but only went 1 million if you were the Johnny-come-lately and someone else got there first. Still, it's a sum worth having, but it illustrates how much more you can make with little or no extra effort by simply staying off the beaten track and finding and mapping things first. Being the first to map all bodies in the system also receives a small bonus. This one is tricky and I generally only do it where I've already mapped most of the other planets and because of course they are terraformable and there's only one left. Lastly, in the detailed surface scanner, the surface mapping efficiency bonus gives you a 25% uplift of the mapping value if you use the target number of probes or fewer. 99% of the terraformal bodies you will map will show a 6 or 7 probe target and you should be able to do these in 4 or 5 probes most of the time. Lastly, there's one more exploration bonus which is the mother of them all. I'm talking about the plus 200% bonus on exploration data from Lee Yong Ri when it's cashed in at LYR Systems. That's triple your money for the mathematically challenged. There's a bit more to it than just turning up though, and I've written a handy guide available all good Hutton Facebook page file sections near you. Commanders need to attain rank 5 in powerplay with LYR which is why it'll take a day or two to get. It's fairly tedious and will cost you the thick end of 100 million credits. That's if you choose the relatively safer cargo hauling option. 
However, once you've done it, you'll triple the value of everything you turn in. It's worth considering if you have more than a few hundred million credits worth of data. Sadly, I've run out of time to mention the million ways you can die in space, and Palantir gives me a right bollocking if I run over. So join me, Commander Chicks, next week for more exploration tips, where I'll focus on the best and most stylish ways to get your ship blown up and lose all your data with panache. Welcome to the Hutton Sports Reports, a concise dissection of the events going on this week in Hutton Space and beyond. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a David Pearson-themed doll with detachable arms, legs, head and arse, just like the real one. This week's events are the Roundabout the Garden Catch Teddy Bear Shield, the Fell Off the Back of a T9 Invitational, the I was happy to do your follow-on mission right up until the point where you told me to murder someone cup. The I don't care if you did it, I just want the money charity cup. The nook them to the glow then shoot them in the dark open. And the Red Planet Taxi Service hauler challenge. The roundabout garden catch a teddy bear shield ended in a solid win by Zabadian this week. The fell off the back of a T9 Invitational has had to be postponed when one of the competitors jammed their finger under a box and the nail went black during training. Ooh. The I was happy to do your follow-on mission right up to the part where you told me to murder someone cup has been cancelled due to a lack of morals. The I don't care if you did it, I just want the money charity cup. It is Alex Zuno. It's always Alex Zuno. The nook him to the glow then shut him in the dark open was rained off. The Red Planet Taxi Service Hauler Challenge saw an excellent showing from newcomer Winterice UK, who was closely followed by Steve the Red. Oh, this just in. The National Spaniel Wrangling Championships have ended in victory for Angus the Excitable, who delivered a comprehensive drubbing to the tumbling Pearson, winning by a bad fall, technical knockout, an unopposed licky face and a trip to hospital. So, select five cars from your pack. I want to be the little car. And remember, judges always score on posture. This week's classified results are... Hold on. The machine's broken. There we go. Vantian, nil. Big Angus, the cockeyed spangle, one. Zebedian, 49. Marco, 2612, 30. Noddy, 16. Chicks, 16. Cali Rossi V2 367 Rampage 77 324 Alex Zuno 351 Attic 2 66 Hacknor 10 Poltergeist 10 Winterhouse UK 5280 Steve the Red 4963 Connors Key Nomads, nil. Flint Town United, four. Sparta Stein, 2051, one. Queen of Kukari, one. There are three score draws for your coupon this week. Decal to Winterice UK. Just email itookpart at uttonorbital.com to claim your decal kit, which this week consists of some white paint and the biggest potato you have ever seen. 
Right, the Hut and Runs were a tale of three voyages this week. Well, there were only three trips out there, so it was always going to be. Shazair made a run in a great time of one hour, 23 minutes and four seconds. That's only 33 seconds off the record. There was another medium in between one at one hour, uh, one hour 25. And at 10 hours, 14 minutes and 50 seconds, Victor 83883's run was a bit more leisurely. But sometimes it's not all about breaking the records. Can you do better? Can you travel farther, shoot more, truck more and do it faster than these guys? Well, why don't you? Just go to hot.fathermug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper. You could have your name up in lights. Well, it's a 40-watt fire glow bulb and maybe even a win. Maybe even you could... You, uh, well, it's a 40-watt fire glow bulb and maybe you could even win a Hutton decal for your ship. Let's face it, anything has to be better than being dragged down the slipway head beard first by an overgrown mutant cocker spaniel. Isn't that right, David? Thank you, Mia. I never know what score I get from my jaws. Stop that, Lou. Ow! Let's move on, shall we? In a couple of minutes, we can listen to Amelia tell us about whatever dangerous thing she's been sampling this week. Look, I know Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice get praise each week for their digestion, but this woman should get a medal. Or a stomach pump. Anyway, she's coming up after this short advertisement. It's an old one from Bucknecked. We figured that with the Lake on Takeover happening soon, we might have to redo our adverts. So we're trying to get our money's worth. Have fun. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well... I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lakon Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit Counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lakon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. There aren't many foods on our list that qualify as a genuine natural disaster. But this week, we found one. The Karsuki Tea System is home to one such rare food, as tasty as it is damaging. The Earth-like planetin system is much smaller than our own pale blue dot, only one-fifth the surface area of Earth and with far lower gravity. But to look at from a distance, it is a familiar sight. It's a terraformed world, but the landscape has the same balance of vast expanses of water, large land masses, 
lush, ve lush vegetation and hot arid areas between the tropics. The average temperature is higher than that on Earth. Not beyond the range of normal human endurance, but hot enough that much of what on Earth would be forests much more closely resemble the grasslands and tundra normally seen in Africa. Year in, year out, the animals and plants on this world thrive, living out their lives in peace and with abundant foods. Yes, the local weather conditions sometimes can deliver challenging droughts or torrential rains that wash things away, but in general, life carries on as the seasons and years wax and wane. Every 17 years though, if you were to watch from space, you'd see a phenomenon sweep across the planet that leaves destruction in its wake. The Karsuki locust is one of the few creatures that can be seen from space, not individually, but as a swarm, as visible as thunderclouds across a planet. This insect has a life cycle that spends most of its time hibernating for years at a time, and through a means that until recently was undiscovered, goes through a change that causes them to come to the surface in their adult form, take flight, feed, and then breed. As with their earthbound cousins, these locusts are solitary for the majority of their lives. But when they swarm, they're gregarious, collecting first in their thousands, then millions, and then billions in huge clouds of insects that devour all greenery in their path. Animal life stampedes as they approach, staying ahead of the cloud. But once it has passed, they're left with little to no food, and the effect on wildlife is profound. After gorging themselves and engaging in orgiastic mating, they lay their eggs and die. It's only at this stage that they give back to the land. Kilo for kilo, they're one of the most nutrient-rich food sources in the galaxy, and for those creatures that have adapted to eat them, a veritable feast. The feasting isn't limited to the animal kingdom, though. Settlers, their crops left devastated by the first swarm they encountered, were forced to try the Karsuki locust to supplement their diet. With ships unable to land during the months of the swarm, for fear of clogging engines and plummeting to their fiery doom, they had to make do with what was on hand. As distasteful as the thought of eating insects is to many people, when dried and smoked, the Karsuki gave up its final secret, a symbiotic life form. The larvae are carriers of a harmless parasite. It stays with the locust as it reaches its underground nymphal form, and it's this parasite that is the timekeeper for their own swarming, stimulating the locust to transform and launch as a plant-destroying natural disaster. It causes the release of high levels of serotonin and a sweet natural chemical that give these morsels their amazing flavor. For something so high in protein and nutrients, they're sweet and so laced with serotonin by the time that they die that by the time they die that they leave the diner satisfied and extremely happy indeed harvest ruined no problem you've got a smile on your face and a happy belly no grain for bread no trees to shelter under no grass to run in on a summer's day no problem whatsoever 
Jeez, they're so tasty. The planet is under imperial jurisdiction, and it's no surprise that this delicacy is served as a light snack at parties, sitting alongside the Aruka con conventual sweets and the more traditional sponge sugar ship sweets. They're immensely popular. So Moorish! The researchers are even investigating whether the locusts can help with the creation of modern biofuels. The guts of the locusts have an, an astonishing ability to break down cellulose and lignin without producing any greenhouse gases. You never know, in generations to come, your ship could be powered by locusts. I just can't stop smiling! The rarity comes, despite their abundance during a swarm, due to the long life cycle and short period they are alive in adult form. The larval and nymph forms aren't yet as tasty. But these are! Oh my goodness! I need another packet! As for danger, it's twofold. The first is that if you're on planet when they swarm, they can clog machinery down ships and aircraft and quite literally smother things they land on. The second is the risk of serotonin overdose. Too much of a good thing in this case is a very bad thing. It causes shivers, muscle rigidity, seizures and even death. Many a forager has been found muscles taut like piano wire, face in a permanent but very happy looking grimace and absolutely stone cold dead from eating too many. Uh, oh. Oh dear. Oh, bother. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. I've just realised that I've been scoffing dried locusts throughout this broadcast and I'm grinning like I'm about to attempt takeover of Gotham. I'm off to read the Galactic Forum post about the latest mining changes to bring me back down again. Tune in next week for another of the galaxy's most delicious but deadly rare foods. Another a spectacular thing. How you managed to get those things down, I'll never know. Happy, what do they happy, actually joy, taste joy, of? Happy, happy, joy, joy. What do they taste happy, of? Happy, joy, oh, joy, oh, joy, I'll have one. Happy, Hang on. Happy, joy, joy. Oh, yeah, well, I, I don't care. Yeah. Don't eat them all. Give, give us a go. Yeah, give us a go. Oh. All right. Um. Yeah, have one. Yeah. Oh, mm. you guys oh, are the best. Yeah. I love all of you guys. Mm. Norma, you yeah, ate the last three. What, why don't I get one? That's, I can't believe you ate the last mm. three, Norma. I, These, I oh. didn't. Well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's well, few, there's we more. Gonna, hang on. Was, were we going to? We were going to do something, weren't we? Mm, yeah. Oh, uh. What was it? The beige room. Oh, yeah. 
The grey room. It's the grey yeah. room, isn't it? Green yes. Room. It's time for us to run to the green room. Now, thanks to uh, an entirely inconsistent naming convention in TeamSpeak, the live broadcast and the radio green room are two aspects of the same thing. If you're in the radio green room silent, uh, we're going to move you into the other room so we can actually talk to you. So don't be surprised if suddenly you hear lots of noises in your ear. Do not panic. Oh, well, when I press the right button, you will. And if you're in the radio green room silent and you don't want to talk to us, just move yourself back out again. <laughs> or mute your microphone. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. For yes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <In unison. sighs> oh, I'm definitely not fit, I tell you. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, we are going to we're going to do this the same way we always do. We're going to go and and, and I'm not going to try and work it out like Vantea does, so we don't end up talking to ourselves. If we do, we'll work something out when we come to it. Because <laughs> it never works out. Somebody always joins or leaves. So it never most works of us, out that way. most of us are used to talking to ourselves. To be fair, <laughs> yes, yeah, quite. I mean, that's what lockdown does for you, doesn't it? Mm. So we're yes. going to start at the top, work our way down, and we're going to do it in the order they are at the top of the script, which is Helen, Steve, me, Amelia, Mia. Okay. So, and off you go. Right. Um, so I get to talk to Aiden. And what, what have you been up to recently? Not much, really. Uh, I managed to squeak into the top 25% of the CGs last weekend, I think it was, or was it the weekend before? Weekend before, yeah. Weekend yeah. before. Um, but other than that, um, I've not done much, really. Um, <laughs> sounds like he's on a washing machine. It sounds like he's in the engine room of a liner. Yes. Sound like I might have a fan or something. Yeah, that that might be the fan on my laptop going a little bit. Uh, all right, so you got top twenty five percent in the CG. Yeah. Yeah. I did as well, and then I then I found out that they gave the stuff to everyone in the top seventy five percent. So <laughs> you just try so hard. Yeah. But well, well, never mind. I. I got my um, FSD um, fair and square, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, but other than that, um, you know, uh, walked four and a half miles for uh, from the office back home last Friday, uh, and got it all tracked so I could get stuck on the the tracker for Baz and. That's about it, really. Okay. For the mug. For the mug, thank you. Well, I get to speak to Amelia. Hello. <laughs> I've not spoken you? to you for ages. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, it's been it's been wow. I mean, how long? Since well, not, Tuesday. Not since Tuesday, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to apart from Tuesday that we had to cancel this week because of some oaf? Yes. Um, what was it? What was the actual? Was it Mega Oaf? Was the actual Mega Oaf? Yeah. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? I have uh, started a new, a second Elite Dangerous account. Obviously, the free one that everyone had the chance of grabbing. And um, I am getting together with a friend of mine, um, 
And we are using the secondary account to do a trip out to Beagle Point and back, but we're doing it in um, weird ships. So we're, or very small ships at least. So we're thinking maybe um, Asp Scout. Or, oh, that's massive. Or maybe a, a, um, a Cobra. No, do a Sidewinder. Well, we, we did think about a Sidewinder, but the thing about it is, is, is um, they're so boring. everyone everyone has a sidewinder you start off with a sidewinder everyone has one we want something that's a little bit more um you know something that you have to actually get off your butt challenging i can verify that a d-rated sidewinder will get to colonia so you have to go (laughs) sideways a bit um but it will get there so and obviously once you got there then stars are like about 100 light seconds apart so that's no problem once you get there you can get great range off a hauler i mean it's, it's not like we're going to be super engineering any any ship i mean we've we've narrowed it down to um i think it's an asp scout a, a cobra and um we were thinking about taking type nines just because they're type nines and they're awesome mm. what about an eagle uh we did think about that but the, the eagle really has very very limited um internal slots i think there's only like four um yeah a jump jump drive into a um, three am AM, <laughs> that's it yeah um and why, plus it's gpx nice it's it's not like we want it super challenging we want to be able to stop and take in the sights and it's not like we're going to be bombarding it and back you know just to get there and back we do want to like stop and you know, see some sights on the way, maybe some aliens or um, some natural phenomena, crystals and, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, if, we don't want something a, that's going to be... If you're in a D-rated Sidewinder, you'll stop at literally every star on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can recommend the hauler. That yeah, we like did We idea. did consider the hauler, but, um, I mean, we considered the adder as well. The adder um, was definitely up there on the top of our list. Oh, yeah. Um, but it came down to visibility, um, being able to see a lot of detail outside the cockpit. Um, we want to be able to view all these things. So, um, I think we've went for the Cobra cause it has better visibility. Um, although we, ha- we are, we did consider the ASP scout as well. Not, not because it's a super jumper or anything, but purely because nobody ever uses an ASP scout. And there's a great view down. Yeah. There's a, I was going to say there's a great view down between your legs, but down by your feet there's a there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of glass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you flown the Asp? I assume the Scout's the same, like more or less the same layout as the Explorer. But um, have you flown that in VR recently? Um, I fly my Type Nine all the time, and that's like a bubble on the end of a brick. Yeah. So if, if you're in if you're in the Asp in vr if you spin yourself around um and look behind your seat you can see the ladder linking the two cockpits oh um, cool which is quite i i found that when i went to the colliding planets with um shout i think it was shouty and draxor i think yeah uh, and unfortunately the planets decided to switch whose gravitational field i was in and <laughs> that ended my ship <laughs> so i then jumped into uh, into draxor's Asp, and that was great because I was not only getting the view and everything else, I could sort of peer around the ship and have a look. And it's, it's nice. when you suddenly realise there's a ladder behind you to go to the other cockpits. Yeah, the detail is superb. The, the view for the lower cool. cockpits, awesome as well. Yeah, I, I have 
I, I mean, I, I haven't flown my ASP in a while, so I actually haven't had a look inside the cockpit, but I have noticed that the first thing I do when I buy a ship nowadays is I check out the behind what's behind me in the cockpit. Oh, I've heard about and, you checking out the behinds. Yeah, I like I like checking out the behinds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can, without a doubt, say that one of the prettiest uh, ships' internal cockpit is the Fair de Lance. It is stunning. It's got like an open canopy roof. You can see all the stars. It's beautiful. And asymmetrical as well, which is just interesting. Yeah, that's the one thing that bugs the crap out of me. It messes with my chi. <laughs> but yeah, aside from doing all fiddly bits like that, um, we've just been starting up the new account and getting ready, getting out of the starter zone. That's about it so far. Excellent. So I will, I will just say for the mug for the mug which leaves me to move on to talking to mia have you oh, been? Yeah, we will come well, on to the rest of you later just it's just all of you got names which are far too far down the alphabet sorry yeah. <laughs> i'll be as quick as i can so i have this week i've been doing mostly exploration stuff for going for gold which has been excellent i've been following commander chicks tips and tricks for that one which is very profitable. And I managed to do a deep space rendezvous with a, one of my friends who hasn't been in game for a long, long time, uh, Commander Moro Recon. He's making his way back to the bubble. So we, while I was exploring and he was making his way home, we met up in a system and had a wee, had a wee fly about and a land on a planet and a drive about and a, ooh, look at your ship, isn't your ship nice over Yeah, look at your ship. Uh, and then we both went away. <laughs> So that's that's pretty much been my week. So uh, beyond that, just a further mug from me. Yep. That's yeah. me to talk to Commander Belwyn. Well, hello there. Hello. How are you? Oh, busy. I'm doing uh, some quick Rubigo runs to make some quick credits because uh, I've got to finish loading my carrier with tritium. I've got uh, I've got the mugs, got everything loaded on uh, cargo wise for the gifts. Now I just gotta get the tritium, and then uh, then I'll be ready. I'm gonna jump to carbon on on uh, tomorrow. So and then I should be ready for the jump on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, and right now, of course, uh, we've got Operation uh, Wolf Hunt on uh, hiatus until, uh, is it Namaris or Naranzas? Sorry, Naranzas gets uh, gets completed. And then uh, we can, because uh, we really got to get the Federation out of uh, Wolf 562. <laughs> get the, <laughs> get the, uh, get Hudden in there because uh, it'll be so much better. Nice. And then when when this is something that's been delayed, yeah, because of the uh, because the, the that weekend that they started working on it, the the problem is they had there was a slight glitch uh, with I guess the BGS and a change and it and it, and it caused Hudden to go into a different system instead of the targeted system into Wolf Five Six Two plus uh, LP went up and so yeah, I guess that kind of forced them forced them in that in that you know in that area right so you're going to be crunching numbers and trying to fix things then well i've actually had help on that with uh, with others who've been um assisting with the bgs um so in the background but yeah i'm 
uh, hopefully, the thing is, hopefully the truckers uh, will help with that because uh, Wolf 562 is a major system. It has 61 million. It has two Coriolis stations and uh, a couple of orbitals, and it has uh, a couple settlements. Like I said, plus a re, uh, it has a refitting, um, a resupply for um, for carriers. So it's a ma- like I said, it is a major system. It's why. I think Cudden can benefit from, uh, the truckers can benefit from going into the system. Ah, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'm also looking forward towards, uh, towards this will be the first time I've taken the cosmic parrot out of uh, the bubble heading towards Colonia. So this will be an interesting on this expedition, um, playing Christmas music the whole way. I've already got the, uh, the greens and reds and white uh, Christmas colors uh, on the carrier. So it's all bright and Christmassy. And um, nice. yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, I'm going all out. And uh, we're, we're going to jump uh, once we get to Colonia. Uh, the delay in Colonia will be as long as it takes me to, uh, to mine. That's why I'm asking e-truckers that are going out to Colonia, if you can help me um, resupply with tritium from ma- mining, I appreciate it. I'll be doing a lot of the mine, but I'll need, need some help to speed up the process. So uh, then we're going to head on out to uh, stop by 11G World, do some different shenanigans, speedballing. Uh, I call it speedballing practice, but with 11G World, you might be able to make uh, break a record maybe. Who knows? But anyway, go out there, kind of do some uh, do some things. I understand there may be some life on it, so it's good for uh, you might be able to get a scan on it. And uh, then uh, we'll go on out to Sag A. Uh, then those, uh, I've got some new commanders aboard who haven't been to Sag A or Colonia, so they'll get their first taste of uh, checking it out, and then that'll be really cool. And then back to Wolf 562, and then we'll uh, hopefully get the truckers to, we can get them to the top of the 562 system. Nice. Oh, and for the new people going out with you, uh, don't forget to remind them to grab the codex entry while they're out there. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, and uh, of course, all the truckers are welcome to come along and stuff. Uh, like I said, that's why I'm collecting the tram. It should be, uh, I'll have enough to get to Colonia, then I'll restock, have enough to get to Sag A, and, uh, and then restock and then come back. If anyone knows of any, the only system I uh, out at Sag A, I, I've not been able to find any entries for uh, like any painite hot, I'm not painite, sorry, <laughs> tritium hotspots. If y'all know of any near Sag A, any systems uh, that are close by that have uh, any tritium hotspots, please let me know. Um, that'll uh, that'll help me on be able to refuel it because uh, otherwise I'm going to have to start exploring and it's going to take a while at Sag A until I can find a, a tritium hotspot to start mining and bring in the tritium. And uh, is your name in game Commander Belwin? Yep, Camel and Bell, uh, Bell and Dark Star. If you okay. see the cosmic parrot, you know I'm there. I'm around. Cosmic parrot. Yes, uh, that was named after uh, a friend uh, who has some parrots, and so I decided, and that's how I came up with the name Cosmic Parrot. That's, a, that's an awesome name. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much it. I know I had a lot to say. Sorry, but there's a lot that's to okay. Uh, so, but anyway, um, I just want to say uh, thank you and um, and for the mug. For the mug. Right, I think it's me next. And Commander Chicks, how are I, I'm going to ask a question. I think I know the answer. Have you been busy in game this week? <laughs> um, did you hear me laughing? Um, a bit. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yes, I think it's uh, fair to say. I'm tired of exploring for a while in the oh, really? exploration CG. Yeah. So I've so, been mooching around hut and space, really. Yeah, okay. Oh, I think it's fair to say that you've contributed to Going for Gold 2. Was it 70, 72 billion? You make it sound like such a lot. <laughs> it is such a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, um... And I'm I'm very happy that you're finding the uh, the tips useful. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm going a lot slower, but I'm making a lot more credits along the way. So yeah, really good. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Mm. You're still here though. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So yeah, I've been. I worked on uh, PS, PS, SPF, PS, PSPF, PS, LF2, piss, piss flaps, piss yeah. flaps, piss uh, flaps. To yes. To uh, <laughs> to uh, to get the percentage down. I'll, did some work today in the Renses to try and get our yes the nonsense the nonsense system. So I checked first thing this morning for CGs, forgetting that CGs come out a little bit later. Yeah. So after I'd stacked up with lots of missions in the Renses, I was <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, a CG!" Because I wanted to try out my shiny new fleet carrier. Oh yeah, of course. See, so well, you need to clear those missions quickly then. Oh, done. All done. Done them. Great. Excellent. Done, done this afternoon. You're I'm ready to move up. on then. Well, I'm filling up the fleet carrier, so uh, and it mm -hmm. takes an, even in T9, it takes a long, long time. Yeah. And you've got all that to do again when you get to the other end. You know that, don't you? Well, you, you're <laughs> able to see the benefit at the other end. Yeah, absolutely. And you've yeah. got something to buy as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas the systems I've been in, I've sucked them dry of <laughs> building fabricators. Who needs a Panther Clipper? That's right. So yeah. I'm doing all this to save five percent on a pulse laser on Black Friday. Excellent, because I don't have the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you might get better stuff than that. It just depends on how it goes. It sounds like you know you could do a, a one man or a one commander community goal contribution there and just get the whole thing up a couple of levels. Well, it's pretty high at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm doing the Empire one, and I keep watching the, uh, the total, thinking, yeah. yeah, a lot of people doing it. Anyway, yeah, lots of people in the list, so I will say for the mug and let you get on. For the mug. The mug. And that's me to talk to Norman. How are you doing? I'm fine, Flossie. How are you doing? Ah, that's bad. Good. I'm, Not I'm bad. been in walk off for a while because I've been too busy in, <laughs> in the least lately. All right. Um, the, uh, I, I, is up now. Yeah, I started Shadowlands, uh, but I've been, I was working on my tunes up until before Shadowlands and getting the rears and all that, so I was play, playing a lot of Worldcraft. Uh, uh. And got my free commander as well, or from, from Epic. So, uh, other than that, all that's right, been yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, just oh. working, working hard as usual. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, uh, but I will... The list is long, so I will also say it for the mug and let the next one come up. Thank you for the mug. Well, the next one's me. Um, and the next one's me. So I will instead say, Flossie, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> uh, well, I've, as you probably heard earlier, I've spent a lot of time doing all that stuff. And when I haven't been doing that, I've been out exploring. Um... That's pretty much it for me this week. <laughs> so you're not, you're not uh, it was the, uh, extremely busy in the fields. I've never seen calls coming in every few seconds sometimes. It was just madness. Yeah. So, uh, 
certainly kept us all very busy. <laughs> you're not just the Pilots Federation's favourite pilot, you're the Fuel Rat's favourite fuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I was I was hoping to ask you about the the new the Shadowlands thing because because my daughter's I don't think she's slept since it came out. I um, just haven't had a chance to, to. I didn't even know it was out yet. I knew it'd been delayed. And honestly, uh, look, looking at the frustration at, at load times and stuff, probably best if you jump on it <laughs> in a week or two. I just happened to see a post in one of the uh, Facebook groups I'm in, and uh, oh, it's out right. <laughs> I better get in. <gasps> yeah. So I shall look right. forward to hearing tales of that next week. Yeah. Okay then. So where uh, now then you just talk to me. So then it's uh Me Harry to talk to Talk to you, me. Although Oh yeah, but you've been missed out. Spoke to dead mate, yeah, so you can talk to dead mate. Yeah. <laughs> and you think and you think that's a coincidence? when i said i couldn't work it out like dave does (laughs) i may have lied how you been doing boy? not bad not bad i've uh, not had a lot of game time but i took uh, loose knockers out into the black um no idea how much data i've got but i will find that out when i get back into the bubble i guess um, but yeah, apart from that, I, I'm, I'm just going to go with that and, and a further mug because, as, as we say, there's quite a few people knocking about, and my game life hasn't been that exciting. So, for the mug, wasn't right. Who's you got, next? Who's, is it me? Next. You, 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 um, you that means you can talk to me. I can talk to you. Yeah, that's it. Which <laughs> won't, won't take very long. My over the this last week, my entire uh, elite uh, experience has been. Downloading the epic copy of the game. That's it. I didn't even didn't even manage to launch it. That is it. That's all I've done all week. What, how? What, your download speed really bad? No, it's just I did it. I haven't been near the. the uh, don't forget, it's since April I've been in the game for about forty-five minutes. That's, I haven't had any time to do it. Too busy. To, today I was sat at sat at my desk doing scripting stuff and finding finding pictures and. Photoshopping and stuff all day. Uh, Thursdays are gone. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Oh, this. It may look like this script just happens. <laughs> I thought it. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was magic. <laughs> you may think there's absolutely no effort gone into this whatsoever. No. Uh, and usually, of course, I share it with Vatir. But poor bugger, uh, if he tries to do any typing, he's got to use his left hand as well. Because have you ever tried typing? One hand, your hand gets tired really quickly, and of course, since his arm is not in the cast, he should not be doing it. So he he, he did retire hurt today. So I've been I've been doing uh, after after an hour and a quarter's conversation this morning with him to work out what we're going to do. I spent the rest of the day sat here, um, typing away and scratching head and looking out the window a lot. But so See, apart from, so yeah, <laughs> and here's me thinking it was just magicked into existence with mm. using <laughs> pixie dust and a few weird but occultly significant cusses. Well, it's yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, it's yeah, we just dress it up a bit, you know, just just take some shrooms and see what comes out. Yeah. <laughs> On the same <laughs> as with you guys about improvising. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you don't think you could write this stuff sober, do you? <laughs> So, so that's what I've been doing. So I'm going to say for the mug. For right. the mug. 
I think it's me next, and speaking to Hunter Sage. Have you had a busy time in game this week? Hi there. Um, hey. No. Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine, yes. Okay, great. No, this is, um, I think I can take the prize for having not played Elite the longest, because I haven't played it for over a year now. I'm oh. just starting to get back into it. It's, it's good that you finally got your priorities straightened out. <laughs> Well, I, I, I got ill, um, ah. not, co not COVID, um, something else. And um, <laughs> I'm just sort of starting to get back now. And uh, oh, that's in good. fact, my, yeah. my home office is uh, just in the middle of being rearranged. So I'm looking at it now and going, well, you know, once I've got the desk in and the computer mm -hmm. back on it and somewhere to put the joystick, then I can play Elite again, which would yeah, be absolutely. great. I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. so as somebody who hasn't played in over a year now, yes. what do you think the most surprising thing will be for me when I log back in? Oh, there's going to be loads. Um, fleet carriers will give you a surprise. They'll definitely, if you go and see a fleet carrier, land in one, do, just interact with one. They'll, they'll be a great thing to see. Um, the mining nerf? The mine Don't stay on the overnight. <laughs> well, you might find yourself... Yeah. Ex exploration has been <laughs> was my big thing when I played before, and now of course Excellent. everybody talking about exploration now. So I'm just wondering yeah. if I should just hop back onto that. Uh, yeah, if that's if that's your thing, then definitely exploration is worth doing, especially at the moment because we're doing going for gold two to get the exploration gold trophies. So get yourself out there and do some of that. Planets. I'm not sure if you would last have been on before they changed the kind of graphics for the planets, but the planets look a lot better now. There's less beige and more different colours. The colours are all based on the the kind of materials that are on the planets. So planets got a lot more interesting. Um, and oh, there's lots to see and do out there. Yeah, definitely. This, um, might, you get, this might sound like a silly one, but did did the SRVs leave tracks when you last played? Yes, they did. Uh, yes. In that case, that won't be a surprise, but that would have been. Oh, uh, okay then. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, the planets are exactly as you remember them then. <laughs> you just you just forget. Well, that's good. When, I like it. Yeah. Came yeah. In. Anyways. Yeah, and there's lots of uh, lots of life forms out there, both planet based and space based. I have not bumped into any of those yet, so that'll be oh, interesting. Go and bump into something. It's, it's they're all very awesome. pretty. And I might do that in in my dolphin that Amelia was talking to me about <laughs> in the chat just now. Yes. Um, so yes, dolphin, right. Hmm. <laughs> you can explore in a dolphin. It's fine. It's you, it's yes, like a can. dolphin. Yeah. yeah. I d yeah. I don't I don't want to say oh, on the air <laughs> my feelings for the dolphin. <laughs> my joy I went all the way out to Beagle Point and back in a Type Seven. So I enjoyed going nice. in the DBX. I did that Beagle Point and back in a Type Seven. It was easy, so I went back and did it in a Type Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like my flying brick. That's that's that's, yes. that's my other ship. Mm. Yeah. I love Type 9. Type nine's awesome. Sound type, type 7 actually looks like a brick, though, doesn't it? Looks like a brick it, and handles like one. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> it, is, it, it is a brick. It is a brick, yeah. But if you're rescuing passengers, you can fit over 100 of them on it. Oh, yeah. As great as a tanker as well, because it actually looks like a tanker. So if you fancy a bit of fuel ratting, that's, a Type seven's awesome for that. <laughs> Sounds good. Stop laughing. I, I think I'll, I think I'll leave it at that so, so that people can talk. So I'm just going to give you a for the mug. For the mug. Oh, I think that means that for me to talk to Lithabreaker. How are you good doing? Good evening. Oh, good evening. 
I'm reveling in the fact that I'm able to get into game at the moment. I've spent four days out of the last week completely offline. Some nice person broke a wire in the uh, street box just up the road from us. That happened to be our internet connection. Oh, heck. It made it fun to work from home as well, as I'm sure you can imagine. Look, you told me you wanted a few days off. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> I just went to drive to the office every flipping day. Can't blame me for that one. No, you need to break my leg as well next time. <laughs> well, that would just... Oh, you Misa, Misa, is it... Club. Can we volunteer? Oh, I knew there'd be a queue for that one. <laughs> but yeah, what little time I've been online and in-game. I'm uh, out in the black exploring, obviously. I'm, uh, aiming, to be in the, I'm aiming to be in the top thousand commanders in going for gold too. Top thousand? Oh, wow. Top thousand, yeah. I should be able to manage that. <laughs> yeah, I think you might manage that. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I looked, I was thinking I was about 14th or something. Probably I've dropped down a bit now. <laughs> I've only handed in about five mil so far, so I'm way down. I've got about another I'm sure get a lot more. Especially if so. you listen to Chick's advice. And oh, yeah. I, that's well, what I've been doing. And goodness me, what a... The, the really, you know. really annoying thing. About a month ago, I sold nearly a billion credits worth of Distant Worlds 2 data on my other command. No! <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I sold a lot of mine uh, um, when I was out on Distant Worlds 2. Uh, that's when I became elite. Yeah, well, uh, th this one was already elite before it went out there. So, um, yeah, doing well for it now. But, uh, yeah. So I've been at I've been at uh, in Lata since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, when I finally get back into the bubble again and hand this in, I'll be yeah, well, probably somewhere in the top twenty, top thirty, realistically. But uh, enough to make a difference yeah, in the stats and feel like I've done my bit. But I'm certainly not winning any prizes for it. <laughs> you never know. It's all about the taking part, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. I want, I want the snazzy glowing bobblehead holograph thing for my dashboard with a gold star on it. Yeah. Got to make sure we. Yeah, look good one this. Yeah. Good against, against the trade one. one. Mm. Mm. Okay, that, well. For the mug for me. Let everybody okay, else get a thank chance. you. For the mug. Mug. So, Night Ranger, what have you been up to this week? Jump and scan, jump and scan. <laughs> so there seems to be a theme developing. Uh, I got about another 150 jumps to star one. We can turn around and come back. Excellent. That's a lot further than I made it. A lot of empty space out here with no names on it. Yeah, it's always always the best place to be. You you know that when you get back, you get your name's just going to ping up on that map. Other than that, that's been my week. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's on this side of the pond and for the mug. Mug. <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving. Which leaves me to finally talk to the Jinx Effect. That's a name I'm not familiar with. I'm normally in under my other commander name. Which is? Ken Wallace. Ah, oh, well, that, that one's very familiar. Yes. So, how have you been doing, you, you uh, multiple personality person, you? Learning the problems of multiple accounts. I've just been at one of the most beautiful parts of the galaxy. Um, have you ever heard of the Abyss Pool Nebula? Sorry, did you say the Piss Pool? No. Close enough. <laughs> the, no, that's that's yeah. slow, isn't it? Piss pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and my SRV running out of fuel and realising, oh, I don't have the commodity, uh, the <laughs> materials uh, the mat <laughs> to refuel in this. <laughs> yeah. my other commander. Yes, yeah, yes. You, you went. Yeah, I've got plenty of those. It's not a problem. Oh no, no. I left it in my other suit. 
made it back to the Aspen time where the view between my legs is amazing. <laughs> can I just take a wee moment to compliment so you on your Stephen? Be- can I take a wee moment to compliment you on your Stephen Benedetti accent there? Thank you. It's better than yours. I, I thought he was trying to do a Jude impression. I was trying to do Welsh. This, yeah, what I, 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 th- I thought the, the nice thing during uh, that, that Jude has such a real command of language that she was able to use four or five different accents in every single sentence, which is really difficult. So anyway, we're talking to you. We're talking to you, Mr. Jinx. Yes. Oh, oh well, so what else have you been doing? Dixie and Dixie there. <laughs> yeah. Just some exploring for going for gold. So other than that, it's uh, for the mug for me. Thank you. Uh, so for anybody, again, who's listening to you know, the podcast of this, for going for gold, remember, we want you to be running the Hutton Helper. Go to hot.forthemug.com and register or download and join the Hutton Squadron, please. Hey, that brings us, boys and girls, to the end of the festivities. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we run back and talk about these people behind their backs? Sorry, <laughs> but before we um, we say goodnight. I've told you before. Talk about, talk about people behind us. their backs. Yes. Talk about people yeah, behind their backs. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've had a lovely time. It's been really good. I think my mum's come to pick me up now. I <laughs> <laughs> did that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Sean's mum. <laughs> yeah, be, be very clever. Right. Um, she's scattered around most of my garden. Right. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same as mine. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thanks for everybody who listened. Uh, thanks for the crew. We're going to say we'll go and just have a little post post um, post show. Drinky poos, what we do this. Uh, and I think it just remains for us to say, um, for the mug. For, for the, the mug. mug. For the mug. Hashtag mug life. <laughs> Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere Loading up the T-Nines to the brim with grace For the mug, for the mug Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the mug, for the mug Now everybody sing the hot trucker song Seems to crash into the sun Swivel like the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells For the mug, for the mug Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the mug, for the mug Now everybody sing the hot trucker song For the mug, for the mug Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the mug Sing the hood and drop the song
years to go. Cruising to Hudson, whoa, whoa, whoa. No journey too long and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud like you don't even care. Father Mark, Father Mark. Yeah, you know just where I'm coming from. Father Mark, Father Mark. Now everybody sing the hot trucker song. Father Mark. Announcement. Would floor mopping guy please report to the hot box offices urgently and bring your big bucket? Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? The matchless Norma Snockers. With the hand on the wrong keyboard. Yeah, wrong keyboard. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> and the gormless Lou. <laughs> yes. He's not here. A roundup of some of the smaller stories of the week. Sorry, I'm just still taking it back. <laughs> On Monday, Galnet warned everyone to be aware of volatile commodity prices and details of the goods that are being taken on the voyage are in EDSM and we've created a short link to make it easy to find. That's bit.ly slash xmasconvoy5. I think that's supposed to be details of the goods that are being taken. Nay, nay.